0: Yeah, let's do this, blaze one up homie. Here comes old Mary Jane, she's got that shit you need, relieving some stress and pain, blazing up that good weed, you can smell it from a block away gather some friends and bake the day you got your vapes and you got some splits maybe a brownie or a bomb for big ass rips she says i know you want to smoke me one thing i can tell you i want to blaze up indeed come together right now and smoke some weed You got the baggie or the stash container got the diggity tank got the reefer nuggets You need to chill out can't you see? Now sit your hype ass down and smoke this weed. Come together right now. And smoke some weed
1: Yeah, bitch. Welcome, everyone. Standard Jesus Show Live, chapter 6, verse 36. You saw the um, the title I have up there. That's the same title I put on live right now on Twitter, Twitch, and on YouTube. YouTube and Twitter were fine, but Twitch said that that was not a good title. So then I replaced the C in Happy Motherfucker Day with a, an asterisk, and that didn't work as either. So now it just says, Happy Mother Effer Day. No, actually, it doesn't say day. It just says, Happy Mother Effer now. I forgot to put day back on it. So the Twitch title is just, Happy Happy Mother Effer. That's stupid. But I don't care. I'm not going to fix it. Fuck it. What's going on with my mustache? It's, it's wild. It's wild tonight. The mustache is wild. It tells you it's going to be a wild night. Anyway, <laughs> welcome but see the fucking show is already off the rails I am your host Stoner Jesus We are live 10pm on Sundays 10pm Eastern Social media stonerjesus.net Everything about the show can be found At stonerjesus.net As you can see there also your horoscope for that type of thing You know read the future Or whatever <laughs> You want to email the show Tell me how much I suck Jesus 420 At gmail If you're on Facebook and you're a hardcore fan of the show, well, there are others like you, believe it or not. Search Disciples of Stoner Jesus on Facebook. Seek and ye shall find. Don't forget about the smoke out. There it is, ShellySJSmokeOut.com with myself and Shelly Martinez. We just did a watch along of Leprechaun in the Hood. It was awesome. We did a smoking game with it. We got fucking baked, yo. Next month, we're also going to do a watch along if you are a subscriber to the show, you know what the watch long is going to be because we talked about it at the very end of the show. If not, what the fuck are you waiting for? ShellySJSmokeOut.com. Everything you need there. Free audio podcast platforms. The Patreon site. More info about myself and Shelly. All in one easy to find location. ShellySJSmokeOut.com. I, I was going to play some Father's Day bits. Some old Father's Day bits, but I couldn't find any. I could have swore we did some shit for Father's Day, but I don't have the clip. I mean, there's I have a folder with just hundreds and hundreds of segments from the last 12 years and bits. Actually, longer than that, the last 14, 15 years. Nothing about Father's Day. So I found it to be odd. But I have other shit, you know, I can play that's entertaining. It's just not, you know, it's not Father's Day related. I have more St. Peter parody songs. All kinds of stuff. But, here in about 10 minutes, we're going to have Donnie the Don on. You may have seen her on Twitter. Her uh, Liberty or Else. Hold on, there's something in my eye. Liberty or Else, Substack, Podcast, etc. Basically talking about Liberty. Um, It's something I I have uh, libertarians on here from time to time. Just to kind of get my audience. Hold on, there's still something in my eye. I'm announcing for the podcast people because they're not seeing me jam my finger to my eye the way the video watchers are. So you guys are special if you watch the video version of the show. So we're going to talk to her, ask her about various things. You know, a conversation of sorts. All that's coming up. I do want to talk about a little, you can't call it an altercation because it's Twitter, but something I got into with uh, someone on Twitter earlier today. Someone who I followed, and they followed me from the early days of Twitter, so 14 years, almost 14 years. I mean, on Twitter, I got on Twitter uh, February of 09. Anyway, she's made comments about my comments about vaccines before. If you've seen the thing with Joe Rogan and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. going on on Twitter, it's been great to watch, to watch the people who pushed the COVID vaccine specifically uh, run for cover and not being able to defend their position because it's not defensible you know the experimental nature not testing it at all forcing it on children it's just fucking monstrous and whatever discomfort they, they feel I don't give a fuck but anyway she said some things she's said before about how well she had the vaccine she had a mild case of COVID and she has some people who she knew die of COVID pneumonia All of which is the basis of her belief that everybody should get the COVID vaccine. Now, I pointed out, you know, vaccine-related injuries, peer-reviewed studies, things of that nature. She did not care. Her whole thing was that this dude who's being attacked uh, for not debating RFK Jr. on Joe Rogan, this guy who's pushed vaccines, pushed the COVID vaccine, especially over the last few years, He's a, he's an expert and we should listen to him. He should not be questioned, etc. And I pointed out this, this anecdotal bullshit of, you know, well, I I didn't get I, I got vaccinated, but I had a mild case of COVID. I also had a mild case of COVID. And I didn't get vaccinated. That doesn't mean anything. There's no causation there. There's nothing to link a vaccine, the COVID vaccine, to milder symptoms. In fact, now the vast majority of COVID hospitalizations are from multiple time vaccinated people. So your anecdotal evidence, notwithstanding, I use the example of, you know, it's like saying, well, because it's not raining where I am, it's not raining anywhere. It's not the way the world works. So eventually I had to stop. I just, I had to mute her, unfollow her. I can't. I'm going to spend my fucking uh, motherfucker day arguing with some broad who is not serious. About what she's talking about. She's just regurgitating some bullshit she saw or heard. I'm pointing to the last three fucking years and what we've seen with our own eyes. If you can't handle that, just fucking go away. I'm old and I'm tired. I'm not doing this shit. I'm just not. fucking argue all day with some dickhead who uh, wants me to take experimental medications and uh, inject my uh, daughter with them. That was weird. I was going to the website of the sponsor and like some weird like telling me it's connecting came up. I've never seen that before in my life. Threw me off. Discombobulated me, if you will. So anyway, if you want to go see that exchange on Twitter, I'm her so I can't see it anymore because I don't care. I used her tweets to like point out some shit and quick tweet it out to my followers. And you know, if you learn a lesson or learn something, you if you do, that's great. If you don't, I don't care. I'm not your fucking dad. I'm not your fucking teacher. I'll give you what information I can. If you follow me, I'll try to entertain you. Whatever. But, you know, if you want to look further into stuff, do that. And Robert F. Kennedy, I mean, there's things I agree with him on. There's things I disagree with him on. The fucking dude doesn't have a chance. He does not have a chance. I don't care if he is running against somebody who has full-blown dementia and sniffs children on Live on television. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They've decided that Biden is going to be the nominee. So Biden's going to be the nominee. If he fucking dies, they're going to weekend at Bernie's his ass up there because they're not going to run uh, uh, Cackles, Kamala Harris, Kamala, whatever the fuck her name is, Cackles Harris. They're not going to run her. She can barely form a sentence. But she doesn't have the the uh the excuse of being super old. She's relatively young for not being able to form a coherent sentence. But I'm sorry, you know, whatever. I like the fact that that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is like stirring the shit. That's great. The shit he stirred up on Twitter, that's great. But he's not gonna be Biden. The fix is in, as they say. They're gonna fucking they're gonna prop Biden up. And it doesn't matter. Nobody cares that he fondles people on camera or sniffs children or can't form a sentence. Nobody cares. It's not a thing. Just like they don't care about Trump's bullshit. They don't care. That's why I'm so, and I'll talk about this with Donnie when we bring her on. I, I'm so fucking cynical about the whole political process and any semblance of it being able to fix the situation we're in. I just, and I get further from it every day. I don't know. We're gonna do. I'm gonna smoke weed about it. That's my advice. Do whatever you're gonna do. We'll do your smoking weed. If it's smoking weed, smoke weed. Don't drink a fucking glass of wine. Uh, go kick a punching bag. Whatever. I'm telling you right now, not to uh, sound too jaded or whatever. But we are fucked. That's right. You heard it here first. We are fucked. Now, before we get done, I clear everything else out. See, I'm, my brain just can't remember shit anymore. So I got to make, I got to fucking write it all down step by step. Did you do your podcast duties? Did you do what you are supposed to do? Yes, I did. Apparently now it's time to save you some money on some cannabis seeds. That's right. Look at that like I said, when I tried to go on the, that website a few minutes ago when I was talking, it says something about connecting. I've never seen that before. What does that mean? It was connecting. It's a website. I know you're connecting. I know how the internet works. You put the address in it, it goes to the site. <laughs> That's stupid. You don't have to tell me it's connecting. Anyway, Coastal Mary, CBD, auto flowering seeds, feminized seeds from many, many breeders. Uh, as you can see there. And as I've said before, not only are they breeders, but all the breeders have really cool logos. I don't know if they have like the same person or the same group of people who make logos for them. But they're all pretty fucking badass. That's not the best part. This is the best part. Bam. Use energies Energy's 20 to get 20% off at Coastal Mary. Get your seeds. And as I've pointed out before, and I will continue to point out, if you suck at growing, if you're going to grow shit, don't bother. There's enough shit we got shit coming out of our asses. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to grow good weed that people want to smoke that's quality, by all means, do it. <clears> that's <throat> not some shit where you just throw a seed in the ground and bam, you know, a few months later you get a weed plant. That shit takes effort. Love, if you will. So go to Coastal Mary. Get your seeds. I mean, you may want to use clones, whatever. I don't care, man. Just do it. Go grow good weed. That's a that's a that's a direct order. <laughs> Go forth and grow good weed. If not, well, you know, there's biblical repercussions I can always call upon, you know, locusts and whatnot. That shit on back order from Amazon. There's locusts and frogs and all kinds of shit. You have no idea. Now Without further ado. Let me close these tabs because uh they're fucking useless to me and they're just dragging down what I'm trying to do. I could complain about that too, but I'm not going to. You know. about this fucking about stream StreamYard and problems it's giving me and and technical issues and all that and whatnot. I'm gonna move on with my life. <laughs> it's not a place. It's not a place I'm gonna get bogged down. Anyway, let's switch over the uh little crawl there. Bam! On the video chat, Donnie the Don from Twitter, Liberty Ralse com. If you're listening on the podcast version, go check out Liberty or else.com. So we have other stuff she's into as well. Let's bring her on now and click the right thing. There we go. Donnie, you're on the show. Uh, I just need you to unmute your mic and we're ready to go. You're still muted. There we go.
2: Hey, how's it going?
1: It is going well. How are you doing?
2: Good. I was just listening to you, and I was just thinking, you know, grow your own so you know there's no fent- fentanyl on them.
1: That's right. You can't, <laughs> there's lots of you can't trust, but <laughs> you grow yourself, you can.
2: And I'm freezing a lot, it looks like.
1: It's, it's weird. There's like a delay. I can also hear myself.
2: You can. In the oh. background,
1: which, uh, I mean, it's, I have a wonderful voice. But Maybe
2: it's my settings. Hold
1: on. I am not sure.
2: Let's see here.
1: See, that's what I said. When I was talking about I don't want to get into a rant about the technical issues, but it's there's always something happening. The technology that allows us to do this is amazing, but it, it lends itself to glitches in the matrix, if you will.
2: Yeah. Is that better?
1: Uh, it still seems okay. I can't hear myself anymore, but you still seem to be delayed a little bit. Which is weird.
2: It is weird. I
1: don't know if it's from the NSA watching. Take a break, buddy. <clears throat> It'll be recorded on podcast. You're going to have to watch right now. <laughs> <the NSA. clears throat> anyway, Donnie, uh, thank you for being on the show and taking the time to be here. Um, for those of you, or for people who don't know you, can you describe a little bit, say somebody subscribes to the Substack, or listens to the podcast or follows you on Twitter, what can they expect from Donnie the Don?
2: Dying to Dawn is someone who, who doesn't care about what anyone has to say, left or right. And I, I attack I attack it very, from a standpoint of, I'm not attacking the people anymore. I used to be an issue. I used to attack the people. I've been going after the parties, the establishment, the alphabet agencies, because I'm about liberty or else. That's why my brand is liberty or else. There's no more compromising. Uh, we're not these people's subjects. We're no one's slaves. We can be able to do whatever we want to do as long as we're not harming anyone else. And so I, I like I like to do is discuss different topics. As you'll see, I'm not really big on current events because those things are all like smoke and mirrors. It's a distraction. Yeah. So for me, it's important to start educating as many people as possible what our actual liberties and freedoms are so they can realize that we have a common enemy, which is the government that's being ran by those two parties.
1: Yeah, It's always something I'm, um, I'm particularly disappointed in when it comes to like the cannabis community, which is most of what follows me. And most of my fans have been over the years for obvious reasons. Um, the people in the cannabis community and the, the movement, the the customers, whatever they see firsthand, a very specific way in which the government works, the the corruption and, you know, the totalitarianism, whatever you want to call it, the tyranny, uh, in this very specific instance when it comes to cannabis over decades and decades, and they will rail against that. They'll get on Twitter and say, oh, you know, it should be legal and I should be able to grow my own and I should be able to go somewhere and buy it. You know, that's great. But a lot of them in almost every other instance, they're the first ones to advocate for the government telling you what to do, how much money you need to give them, what shots you need to get or else, you know, they're the first ones to advocate for for government out, overreach in every other aspect. And they don't see how that correlates to what's going on in the cannabis movement. And it can be frustrating uh, at times, to say the least.
2: I think people have to realize, too, when it comes to the government, that's just human beings. It's mm-hmm. human beings who decided they have an opinion, and so they make it into law and force it on you. So they have made weed illegal in the first place. It should have never been illegal. It's a plant. It grows naturally from the earth. Who, who are these people? They think they're God, that they can decide. We know what this is your new religion, the government, and you must follow our every command. And then the other piece of that is, they're again, they're humans, and advices are not crimes. And even if you don't want to consider this advice, I don't consider this advice because it's a natural plant that grows from the earth. Mm-hmm. It's it's up to you what you do with your body. So if you have people, you know, say my body, my choice. You have people who say I I don't I can decide what I put in my body, what I want to eat, what I want to consume. You have you should be able to be able to freely do that. People understand that the level of slavery they can tell you what you can and can't eat or they could send a guy or a woman with a badge and a gun to come and take it from you or possibly kill you
1: yeah it's a, it's a crazy thing and like I said I was talking before a little bit about you know how cynical I' become in the whole process and that's happened over a course of, of years um what's interesting me a lot is people's political journeys what was your political journey because obviously not a lot of young people start out as libertarians or anarchists or anything approaching that unless they're kind of, you know, their parents are or whatever. They're brought up in public schools. They're taught the binary of the Democrats and Republicans and whatnot. When I was told growing up, my dad, only political advice he ever gave me was he's, he always said the Democrats are for poor people and the Republicans are for rich people. And that was his entire political philosophy. Yeah. So that's what I grew up with. Yeah. Um, what was your political journey to uh, from from where you started to where you are now?
2: What's interesting is um, my family didn't watch the news at all. And so I just went off of when I first got my first job at 16 years old and I saw my paycheck was not what I thought it was supposed to be. So I brought it home and I was like, uh, angry. I'm like, what's wrong with my paycheck? They're looking at me. what's wrong with it. I go, they took too much of my money. And so I started from 16, like kind of like watching like the political spectrum a little bit. We didn't watch news, but like when I graduated high school, I was watching who was talking about spitting more of my money because you're going to take more of my money out of taxes. So I was like, Mm-mm. and I watched both sides. I watched Obama, Hillary stuff. I watched the Romneys, McCain's. I didn't like any of them. And so it, I was I was tricked, y'all. I really thought that Trump was the guy. Um, you know, he was saying things other politicians weren't talking about. He's talking about bring, draining the swamp and then take, get rid of corrupt people. And I thought that he was the guy, but you know, I kept making excuses for him while he was in office because he kept getting attacked over things that actually didn't matter. That wasn't even true. But when I start looking at you know the gun stuff and I'm looking at he yeah. he talking about um. You know, he wants to drain the swamp, but he's turning around endorsing other bad people. Like, you're in Texas. They were endorsing Abbott and all these people all over again. And I'm like, no, he, he, it's a status quo thing for him. He's a politician. He's just like everyone else. And so I just, like, I thought, you know what, I want to abolish all political parties. Then I realized it was a better idea to ally with the Libertarian Party than it is to abolish all of them. Because if they're going to put the money where they want it to go anyways, regardless of the party or not and that they're powerful and elite are going to still be a powerful elite with political parties or not but i think that we really should focus heavy on getting like coalitions like the marijuana folks the magic mushroom folks the the farmers because they're being heavily attacked by the government um especially the small ones in the rural areas and it's all kinds of groups of people that are being um treated terribly by the government with all the regulations and their laws we should all come together on a simple idea, in fact, to defend our individual liberties and freedoms or else.
1: Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I think about people who run for political office, the people who, I guess, theoretically, we would need to run for political office and get things done and actually start to reduce the size of the government and roll back the power of the government. These people are not interested in running for political office. They're out doing things that are building businesses. They're raising families. They're doing all the things that, that make them happy. And the people who we end up with are for the most part, these sociopaths who get off on having power over people. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's some that are on us, if you're on a spectrum or whatever, they're, they're good. I mean, I'm in Thomas Massey's district and as far as politicians go, he's better than most, but even then it's not, Anywhere close to being perfect or what we need to be.
2: Wait and a minute. You're really, in Kentucky?
1: Yeah. I'm uh, I'm in Northern Kentucky, right across from Cincinnati.
2: Okay. I live like close. Uh, I'm actually living up there right now. I'm just in Texas right now. Oh, yeah? But I actually live up there in the North area. You know okay. where um, Carter County is?
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah.
2: We got to hang out when I get back. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Hello, Kentuckian. Go big blue. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but just the people who run for office and even the people who get in there, they, even if they are good to start, they, they get infected for lack of a better term uh, with what's going on in the swamp, you know, whatever you want to call it. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, I hate the way I sound when I talk about it because I've become to a place where I'm so sick of the system and the people who are talking about the system and the people who are in the system and they're, we're going to do this, we're going to fix this. And I just think nothing's going to get fixed. We're going to continue this decline until there's a total collapse and then have to sort of kind of rebuild from there.
2: So have you been paying any attention to the election in Argentina? There's a libertarian running for president over there.
1: Uh, I saw some of your tweets about it, but that was about it.
2: Yeah, check him out. That that actually motivates me and gives me some kind of hope. He's actually a libertarian running for president, top three. And I'm talking about um he's up there with the big boys, not like a huge margin, up in the 20-some percent up there with them. And so, like he what they did is he's a libertarian, but he's running uh, with the coalition, his coalition up there. And so if you watch some of his videos, those crowds all over the streets, like you like looking in the video and like, man, I see people around the corner all excited about him running for office and i'm like we can do that in america statewide maybe not the whole entire country right now but at least by our states we can do that and that's really exciting to me i try my best to stay optimistic because people do turn to me right to um being motivated that we can do this coming up with some solutions because you know and i get what you're saying about the politician the people running for office i ran for office once i don't know if you knew that or not i didn't know yeah, I ran for mayor of Arlington, Texas, and I actually it's kind of interesting. I learned a lot from the experience and then I i kind of got to where I am, too, from running for office. And it's nonpartisan races in Texas for local seats. So mm-hmm. um, the Republicans helped a Democrat win that seat. And that's another reason why I'm like, yeah, I kept watching like the Republicans and Democrats, they work together. Is how it is. And so I ran that race and people like, ah oh, ha ha, you lost, you didn't win. And I'm like, honestly, I ran for two months. What are you talking about? These people have been campaigning for a year. I was looking for a candidate. I could believe in support. And I read all their websites and nothing was talking about what happened when they shut down everything um, and told people they had to wear masks to go to the grocery stores. And And none of those candidates were talking about that. I'm like, that's a big issue. So I decided to throw my hat in there in the ring and i basically campaigned from um the end of february basically march april and may 1st was the election and i got 566 people to vote for me in a city that no one really knew who i was in two months with a very low budget
1: <laughs> yeah that's awesome
2: but we that's- can do it you know it's just kind of like strategize like i think we should be like the people we want have them already work in our communities and helping people because you've already built that rapport you're already fighting for liberty before they run for office. And that's their credibility. You, you find those people and say it's the next governor, next governor race. You're already talking to people across the state and, about you possibly running for governor. And they already have you in mind where they would support you, where you probably won't have to spend as much money. Or they're already on your website listening to all your content. And then you finally be like, you know what, I'm going to run for office. And they're kind of like, well, where's this person come from? Like, I actually speak in front of crowds too. Like, I do a lot of speaking engagements. I speak, and the last one I spoke at was between 2,500, 3,000 people at minimum. And imagine if I was running for governor of Texas or somewhere, and I have a big that crowd that big listening to me in a speech. These these things matter. That's why we have to start allying with each other to um, make some big impacts. In my opinion.
1: Yeah, you're definitely right about the. um about local races and statewide races and stuff like that, I definitely am more optimistic when it comes to that.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) The the federal, you know, just with the the example of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., that man has zero chance of beating Joe Biden no matter what happens. You know, I was a huge Ron Paul fan, but looking back on it, he has zero chance of getting through the Republican machine and getting that nomination. There's nothing to let it happen. They're not going to let the Democrats are going to let some anti-vax guy get their nomination and run against Trump. It's, and it doesn't matter if Biden's dead. Like I said, they'll prop him up and they'll wheel him out there. He'll they'll mummify him, whatever they need to do. That's the man they've decided they're going to go with. And that's who they're going to go with. And it's, it's, there's not even a pretense anymore of, well, maybe he will, will he won't leave? Will there be a good race? We know there's none of that. They are talking about, you know, no debates, but Biden's not going running run in the first couple of primaries. He just doesn't care because he knows he, he just doesn't need it. And we're gonna get what we're gonna get. We're gonna get Biden and Trump again. And it's it's very um disheartening, I guess is the word I'm looking for when it comes to that.
2: Yeah, that, that is disheartening. But that comes back to like why it's so important for our local governments to protect this people from the federal government. We get the right people locally because those during that presidential race, it's probably gonna be governor races, it's probably gonna be mayor seats, it's probably be city council seats. Um. Don't go show up to the voting box and not know who the rest of those people are on there. So you're not playing any mini, mini, mo. So you know they're not going to expect that. And maybe some people just going to show up and vote and not vote for the presidential seat because they can't do it. Because the libertarians, I don't know who they're going to put up yet, but that has to do with um, the states making certain laws and them having to wait a particular day to announce who they're going to run for office for president. But I don't know who they're going to run, but I think if it's somebody that can really energize people and people can get excited about them, I'm not going to say they can't win because I, won't, I don't want to say that. I can't say they won't win. Right. But what I will say is that can sprinkle. be a sprinkle effect across the United States for these local seats. Like, this is libertarians? Oh, that's what I thought. I like them. Or if you have an independent person running, you know, not with the Libertarian Party, but they have libertarianism as their ideology – Maybe that can do a lot of noise and make a lot of big splash to get people to wake up that, you know, are you all want to keep on picking shit and shit with sprinkles or do you want to have a freaking amazing blunt? What do you want? <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mentioned uh, Ron Paul before, and, and even though he, I feel like he never had a chance, uh, the positive that came out of it, obviously, was how many libertarians and liberty-minded people he created were pushed in that direction, at the very least, through his runs and, and everything else he did. I was one of those people. I mean, I was already leaning that way around 06 when I got in MySpace and discovered Ron Paul and started getting into all of that. But um, And that definitely pushed me further towards a libertarian way of looking at things. But yeah. I, definitely uh, a good thing that came out of all that that publicity, at least.
2: Yeah. You know, Ron Paul is actually the first politician I liked. He mm-hmm. said everything I wanted to hear. Like, when, you know, I said I was 16 years old. Absolutely. And I was looking at, you know, well, he don't want no taxes. Oh, yeah. That that, that was the first thing for me. And you, That's one thing why I did like Trump at first, because he got rid of that um, that insurance tax thing where they, they, they penalize you for not buying insurance. And that was a big, oh, man, I was so mad at the Obama administration. I'm like, how many more of these insurance am I going to be forced to buy? I had to buy car insurance. I got to buy all these insurances. Insurance is supposed to be just in case. It should not be, uh, what's the word? Forced?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mandatory
2: <laughs> Right? So, And then they don't change the prices I mean, if you're going to make it uh, You have to force us to buy auto insurance Make it like $50 a month or something It's still like, oh, let me go look at your credit score Let me look at this and, and that I mean, I'm just buying insurance for me driving my vehicle Why do you need all this information? And, yeah. it's, and that's another thing with the issue With the government I have Here's my other thing When you want to go buy smokes If you want to go buy beer or buy anything if you want to go to a casino, um, can I see your ID? Why didn't you show my ID to everybody else? You have my physical address on here. Like, you're basically, these people can tell me I cannot have a service unless I have an ID or a driver's license. But in order for me to be able to function in America and be able to do adult things, I had to have your little plastic. We, our rights should not be licensed because of you know, your liberties are your natural human rights. No one's supposed to put any kind of stipulations beforehand, like fishing. Oh, you need a fishing license. Well, I'm sorry, that um, that cheetah that ate that antelope didn't need no license or anything <laughs> or season to go get its meal.
1: Yeah. Well, they didn't create a government. That was where they, uh, they were smart. Um, the thing is, <laughs> like, we've become so ingrained over the years through decades of, you know, public school and propaganda from every angle that all these things are normal. Having an ID, you got to have a Social Security number. You have to have a number. Register with the government to be, you know, a viable human being. You have to need an ID for everything. You got to pay everything. These things you need to buy are mandatory. Uh, you have to register this. You have to register that. They have to um, every step of the way. They have to know what you're doing. And it's getting worse with technology. They're going to know you more and more what you're doing, where you're going. You know, I'm of the opinion, and people call me a crazy conspiracy theorist or whatever. Uh, this phone, this cell phone, this smartphone. The government, if they want to, can hear everything they want through this phone at any time they want to access it. And I know in however many years there'll be some whistleblower or someone that they're going to give the death penalty to and have to go hide in a different country or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. going to say, oh, yeah, the government's been listening to every conversation you've had for years. And because, you know, 10, 12 years ago when Alex Jones was talking about the NSA uh, reading all your emails and stuff, you were like, oh, he's crazy. And now it's just common knowledge today that, yeah, the NSA monitors all your – Communications, and that's just the way it is. And that's another thing, along with everything else, we've just gotten used to that. Oh you know, yeah, government's there; they're listening. That's fine. You know, the joke I made earlier about the NSA uh, agent watching this show—it's all you know. It's all just pounding in our head constantly, and we're just—most people are just so used to it. It's—it's it's sad, really.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And the other thing that's an issue that's really important is people have to start looking for better sheriffs. So they can protect you from the federal government, your state government, and your local government. So start getting sheriffs in there who won't bother you, who will leave you alone as long as you're not hurting someone else. And also your, um, your judges and your court yeah. systems. If you get a judge who actually have a libertarianism belief, they're so not going to write a warrant for these police officers to go and, and um, kidnap you and steal your stuff from you and, let, and invade your privacy. So when you have judges who just like, write any kind of warrant, basically like, oh, yeah, check the whole perimeter. No, because the Constitution and then the Fourth Amendment, it states it has to be a specific location they can check. Y'all driving your cars and you don't have nothing on you. Still tell them, no, you can't check my car. And I mean, oh. we haven't really got to discuss this. You know, I haven't. Gotten to discuss this, but I've been discussing this with Jeff Charles. I'm not for sure if you know who he is yet. Yeah. But um, yeah. they have those dogs that come and sniff people's cars. A lot yeah. of those are false flags that can go through your stuff. So yeah, there's all kinds of ways, like with red flag laws. Um, they're using animals now to go to skip through process and then skip it and then go after you and go and take your property and make you look like a criminal on the news and media, and you get no say. And they're going to charge you all this money for bail court fees. So you have to be here in this time. That's not, that's not life, liberty, um, property and pursuit of happiness.
1: Yeah. They've, uh, and think like, I <clears throat> thing about cannabis, like they've used quote unquote, the smell of cannabis uh, so many, however many thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of times as probable cause to search someone when it's something obviously they can completely make up. And like you said about the, uh, the drug dogs, I remember doing a story. I used to write for the 420 Times a long time ago. This is maybe ten or eleven years ago. I wrote for the story about um, drug dogs, and basically, they did this study to where half the time the drug dogs got it wrong, and how easily it was for the handlers to just trigger the dogs to go off whenever they want. You say, "Oh well, my dog smells marijuana, so I'm gonna rip your car apart." And um, yeah, and jury nullification. That's another thing I want to say. If you don't know about jury nullification. I've been talking about it for years as well, especially when it comes to cannabis issues. Go look it up. Some, if you're on a jury and someone's on cannabis charges or whatever, not guilty. Even if they're guilty under the law, it's a bullshit law and you don't have to follow it.
2: Right. And here's the other thing. Um, I'm quite sure Kentucky has this version, but I don't have Kentucky's really memorized. In Texas, there's Article 1, Section 29 that states, if a law violates the Bill of Rights of the Texas Constitution or the United States Constitution, um, Constitution is null and void. Why are we not practicing that more? Maybe people don't know about it. But that's a big game changer. And also, in Kentucky does have this for sure as well. Um, we have the right to alter reform or abolish our government whenever, however we deem fit. So that is another solution because people, we can abolish reform our government whenever we see fit. I think the problem is people think we need the, everyone in America to agree. If you could only have like 10% of the population vote for a tyrant and rule over everybody in our state, then we can have less than that to decide that this government is no longer good for us because of the arbitrary rule when them deciding that, Oh, you have busted taillight. Let me charge you a $200, $300 ticket. That's policing for profit. That's not a peace officer. That is policing for profit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's another thing that, um, <clears throat> been ingrained in us as something like uh, secession, or the concept of national divorce, or whatever. In most people's mind, the nation, the notion of secession means you are a violent racist and you want to own slaves, and that's the only reason you don't want to split the country up. Um, when you fact, when you look at it, to have this many people all governed by this group of people in Washington D.C., lording over 350 million people or whatever it is now, it's just a system that doesn't that's not set up for being good for the people who are being governed it's perfect for the governors and the people who are doing the governing is great for them it's it's awesome but for the rest of us it sucks and it's another thing that we got to get across people that you know just because you the the notion of secession if you support that doesn't mean you want to own slaves it just means you want to get away from the national government and kind of decentralize
2: things a little bit right yeah, people use those word plays and things like that on purpose to try to make like anarchism. They say anarchism is chaos when it's actually, you know, like I said earlier, you're fishing without a license, um, you know, growing your own crops so without having to get the permission of the government and telling them how many crops you're growing, you know? And so that's, that's what anarchy actually is. It's basically, I'll leave everyone else alone. I'm just going to do my own thing. That's what people, most people want. I have a question. Yes. What do you think about this? I get a lot of pushback when I say, People really should learn their rights for other reasons besides just, you know, if you have to encounter the law. On the Sixth Amendment, it says you have a right to counsel for your defense. Now, you notice how counsel does not have an adjective in front of it, but the Bar Association and the judges and everyone has decided that you must have a licensed attorney or a lawyer to, um, you know, be a part of your team of defense. But a regular person like me can't help you at, at the table. Um, but the constitution says you have a right to counsel. It didn't say attorney or or a lawyer because back then attorneys and lawyers existed and that's what they meant. They would have put that in, in the first place. What do you think about that?
1: Um, I know from what I remember from reading, I know Lysander Spooner wrote some about this. Um, It's the constitution is a weird thing for me because when I first started my journey into libertarianism, I was very, I guess if you want to say, for back, of a better turn, constitution oriented. I thought, you know, this is what mm-hmm. we need to get back to. We didn't get back to this document, and over time, again, my cynicism has crept to the point where I feel like it doesn't matter what's in the Constitution because the vast majority of the people in power just don't care, and they will, no only, they will only use that paper, that document, for the purposes of beating someone else over the head with it, whether it's the Second Amendment or abortion or whatever. Has become such a useless piece of paper, other than a prop for tyranny, that I just I, I feel I and I hate to feel this way. I feel like it's a waste of time to delve too deeply into it, because when push comes to shove, you're the only person in the in the exchange between you and government. You're the, going to be the only person in that exchange that cares about that paper, and the people who are putting their boot on your neck or whatever just don't care.
2: Yeah, you're right about that. You know, I did re- read Lysander Spooners and I actually like the arguments that he made yeah. and I actually agree with them because like I said, you know, nobody uh, agreed to this constitution. No one actually agreed to these terms and it's really old. So you don't, you should have to live under your those people who were here before us. And by the way, the constitution existed, slavery existed. So it really didn't do anything and it didn't mean anything at all. So, and it still doesn't. But the thing is at the end of the day, I like to reference it to people still because Mm. they haven't even read that yet. And at least they can have something to start off with um, to look at. Because the thing is, I have actually seen people say our rights were granted to us through this Constitution, which means you believe your rights were granted by other human beings, which means other human beings can take those away from you. Um, Heck no. My rights not come from no human being on this earth. They're just trying to steal them from me. My liberties are being stolen by other human beings, but they were not granted by a government or human beings.
1: Yeah, I think mean, that's another thing that's it's really pushed in public school. Like you know, this Constitution, you know, all everything that's good comes from this, and it's because of the government that allows you to have these rights. That you know, you have these rights, so we should be happy about that. And I just, you know, I'm my daughter's never set foot in public school. She never will. Uh, it's just something I cannot abide by anymore and i think back of all the garbage that i was fed and you think how easy it is you know with everybody most people in public school although homeschooling's obviously had a a, a surge over the last few years especially yeah. there's still so many millions of kids in public school and they're just hearing that same garbage and they're just pumping these kids out into the world thinking all these things that we were taught and had to be rewired and rethought and it's just it's such an uphill battle because there's just so many Whatever you want to call them, sheep is a popular term. Whatever, the, the the product that's pumped out of the public school factories, it's there's just so many of them, and their vote is just as you know, powerful as yours. You know, whatever you know, whatever how many books you've read, it doesn't matter because you get your one vote, and you know, the socialists and the communist and the communist that's in college now and you know, has pink hair and whatnot, their their vote counts just the same, and that's um, that's all just also disheartening. I know I'm being a bummer tonight, but you know, that's just that's the way things have gotten.
2: Yeah, and I think that they should never be having anything pertaining to voting away anyone's rights. That's, that's tyr- that is that's tyranny of the mob rule. That's democracy. That's what they keep on pushing all the time. Oh, we got to preserve a democracy. Um, why would you want to preserve a democracy for it? Because it's, it's basically the majority wants to kill you and they can kill you. Um, people don't realize that. People don't care. That's why they want their side to be in power over the other side because they want them to do what they want. Which side is going to push my will on others? And people need to understand this, too. What do you actually care about? Really, in real life, when you sit home at dinner table, what do you, what keeps you awake, awake at night? Do you think about um, the dude on the beer can with the, with, the, with the lipstick and the makeup on? No, you don't. You think about your taxes. You think about property taxes. You think about your retirement. You're thinking about things that actually matter to you. These ideas and these back and forth arguments that both of these two sides have done, which people think, oh, no, I'm not controlled by the media. You all are controlled by the media because you're uh, speaking, talking points from Matt Walsh, or over on the left, speaking, uh, talking points from Kamala Harris. So if people always want to have three, be a free thinker, free thought, read some things, come to your own conclusion yourself, and think about what can make you the most free human being. How can you make the most money? How can you? And honestly, money is not really that the a value because we exchange this paper stuff for things that actually matter. The government has everything that matters. It has land. It decided to take the sea. And they own the sea now too. They own all the animals and everything as well. You can't, you can't go hunting and fishing the, unless they tell you you can. So the thing is, at the end of the day, what actually matters to you? What's actually a value? I think the people who already know how to grow their crops and already has chickens and eggs and stuff at their place, they got it going on because they don't have to depend on the grocery stores you know, to, to have food and nour- nourishments and things like that. Like, How, how do y'all want to grow? Because the government has all these regulations, both sides, left and right. Of all these regulations, they're getting your way. They're putting metal walls and barriers in your way to be a, the most successful person you can be. How can you be innovative if you are put in a little box and told what you can and can't do? That's that's just my thoughts.
1: I feel and I hope this is true. I guess there's no really way to quantify it, but I feel like there's, especially over the last few years of COVID, there's more people that feel that way. There's more people that are tired of the bullshit. There's more people that are yes sick of government overreach. And however many people that is, you know, it is what it is. And what chance they have against the power of the government? remains to be seen, but I do feel at the very least, and I've said this many times before, one of the good things that come out of COVID is the trust for a lot of these institutions that hold power for no legitimate reason. The trust in these institutions has been eroded to the point sometimes where it's just, you know, it's, it's nil at this point.
2: Yeah, I think, there, like I said, there's a lot of bad things that came out of COVID. What I will say is what's really disappointing is the response of the people they just comply that wear the mask, you know? And for me, I actually didn't want to go into office every day. Anyways, I like working from home. (laughs) (laughs) So that was, that was a bonus for me, but also like, here's my, I'll say some positive things about COVID real quick. Um, When I go to Chinese buffets or any kind of buffet at all, and people are breathing and coughing around the food, I I actually like the mask. Like y'all wear that mask. You're not breathing on the food I'm about to eat. But other than that, It just really showed me people how selfish some people were. They took all the toilet paper. They took all the meat. They took all the chicken. Like, oh, because all all they were worrying about was themselves. And then the grocery stores made rules like, oh, you can only have like this many pieces of meat or this this much toilet paper, regardless of what size your family is. So I think a big thing from COVID and after COVID, people still voting for the same people that decided that they were subjects and you guys had to do what we told you to. You can't go to church. You can't go out with your friends. You have to sit, stand six feet apart. Actually, that's not the part I did like. I don't want people up my business at Walmart. People always have the, crawl, the grocery cart right in my butt. And I'm like, uh-uh, back up. So I like that part. But I was really disappointed in all the patriots. There were a lot of internet. I call this all, all these internet patriots. Where were they? Where were the rallies? Where I couldn't get people to come together. I had ran my own groups. I had conservative sip in Dallas area. Our group kept growing and growing and growing because we kept meeting anyways, regardless of COVID. <laughs> so it's like, but where were the people that rallied against the government? Like, this is it. Like, that was the moment. That was a time for all of us to come together. But we didn't.
1: Yeah, the uh, the government was definitely prepared. The The way that fear is used uh, in conjunction with what we were talking about earlier about the the just the mass of people that have been produced by a public school and taught that. Well, we're in an mercy now, so you know the CDC has to tell us what to do and what injections to take and what masks to wear and how far we need to stand apart. And you know we got to fill in the the skate parks and the parks, and we got to cut off the the seed displays and the stores and all the stupid shit they did. We mm-hmm. were so we've been so prepared for that over decades. That, you know, it's fear time. You have to listen to us and do what we're told, do what you're told. And most people just when push came to shove just locked into that that comfortable. Well, the government's going to take care of it. Tell me what to do because I'm very scared. And very few people realized even early on that it was a virus that was really didn't affect most people adversely. You know, overweight people, old people, things of that nature had problems. But for the most part, it wasn't the death, the imminent death that a lot of the experts, again, in quotes, uh, said it was.
2: Yeah, and then you know, Governor Abbott got praised for his dealing with COVID by the Patriots, conservatives, and yeah. them. So did Ron DeSantis, and these are the same people with the "Don't Trend on Me" flags, and still voted for him, um, supported him. And you know, when I was during that time frame, like I have uh, fibroids in my uterus, and that's considered elective surgery. Greg Abbott banned elective surgeries. During COVID, by the way, he still has the um the, what is it called, the emergency thing that he reports to the federal government. He's still doing it, and he's a Republican in Texas. Yeah,
1: when it, when it comes down to it, the the two parties are very close together, and people will freak out, especially when you say that on, on places like Twitter or whatever. But it's, I mean, there are differences, but they're not. They're minuscule in the grand scheme of things. They're in the end, they're going to work together to make sure. They stay in power and switch it back and forth every now and then. You get the president for a little while, we'll take Congress, we'll switch it back. We'll yell at each other, but we'll still be at the cocktail parties in Washington and, you know, throwing back the shots and patting each other in the back in the cloakrooms of the Senate and all the shit they do. And like George Carlin said, you know, it's a big club and you ain't in it. And we ain't in it.
2: (laughs) Yep. I don't want to be in their club anyways. I'm tired of all these factions and this dishonesty and deception. I'm just, Mm. I'm so over it. And I I completely see where you're coming from. I can, it is frustrating. You're trying to think about what can we do? What can we do? How can we overcome this? And we don't want to be violent. But the thing is, at the end of the day, if we do anything, the government is going to reply to us with violence. That's what they do. So what can we do? How can we start? Like I said, starting your city councils and there will have, depending on the size of your city, say your city council, you guys can end up bringing 300 people work your butt off, get 300 people there. Basically, tell them to get out. <laughs> what are they going to do? Have the whole entire police force come and get you? Now, if it's like a Dallas police, of Dallas City Council, I'm going to say, you may need more than 300 people. But <laughs> y'all got to start telling people to get out. Like, you look at the cops and call them out. Why are you we're right here trying to sign some ordinances to violate my rights? It's against the law. But if you see me driving on, on the road with my taillight out, you come after me, but they can sit right here in your face and you do not enforce the law on them. What are you all here for? Do we need to stop giving you our money? Because we can make that happen. If everybody stops giving them their money, what are they gonna do? Arrest everybody?
1: Something's gonna need to happen. Hopefully. Not the uh the violent way it could end. Hopefully we know we just a discussion tonight is got some people thinking. I mean, I guess in the end, I guess that's all that we can do is get more people thinking about these things. Yeah. And someday there might be enough of those people that they'll outweigh the rest of the garbage. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, Think about I, the
2: non-voter base. They're yeah. the biggest base. So imagine if you know you get the non-voter base. There's a lot of reasons why people don't vote. But at the end of the day, they aren't taking their time to go and vote against you. <laughs> That's the one thing you can definitely say, right? The non-voters are not voting to take your rights away at all. They're not doing that because they're not even voting. Yep. I think the non-voter base is definitely a strong base that we should be really tapping into. Like, I'm tapping into the rural community. I'm working with the um, Gamefowl community because, you know, they're getting targeted heavy. Um, if you know what Gamefowl is, if y'all don't, they're um, they're the, the quote-unquote fighting birds. They've been around for a long time. And just because you breed them, they'll accuse you of cockfighting. Um, so I've been working with them heavy. I've been working with some folks in the cattle industry um, I'm like a director in at least three organizations, and I might. This is like a first announcement-ish. I might become an editor of the game of a found magazine. Might just look, keep y'all posted on that. But, um, but the thing is, look at that Libertarian Party, uh, rural folks, um, people who own chickens, people who own cows. That's the diff- that's how you do co- coalition. That's how you build and have a group of people come together for the common cause to fight for their individual liberties and freedoms. And I would love to get your guys, get more into y'all's community and start helping and align with you guys. I just don't know where to start necessarily. Hell, I, I actually don't even know where to buy it sometimes. It's saying so yeah,
1: it's definitely, <laughs> you never
2: know who's a cop.
1: You're in a black market area. It sucks. And, you know, even most of the legalization is just, it's so regulated and it's so taxed. Yep. There's so many rules. About when you can open, what, and how much you can buy, and all this other shit, I've, I've, I've probably beat this horse to death many times, but I'm so disappointed in where legalization is going to end up and where it could have been. And everybody's going to be like, "Oh, well, it's better than prohibition," which I guess is technically true, but there's so much potential that's going to be wasted, and it's just going to be kind of like this thing that sits there next to the black market, and they just kind of bump into each other over and over again because one's not going to eliminate the other one. Because, you know, you can still get your good quality, cheaper stuff on the black market and you probably always will be able to mm-hmm. with the taxes and stuff. So it's, uh,
2: I think the problem, Sonar Jesus, is we need to repeal the laws completely um, because them legalizing it and saying, hey, we took it right away from you. Now we're giving it back to you with regulations and taxes mm-hmm. and rules. no. That's not how we should do it. That's why we you know in in the I guess Kentucky just what legalize it for you know medical reasons, but yeah. when they do those kind of things, then some of them try to say you can't own a gun. Yeah, if you have it, you know. So they're like, oh well, you can have this right, but not the other right. No, it needs to be you. I should have never did in the first place. You were wrong. No regulations necessarily, and no um, taxes on it. None of that. It should be the way. it's just as if grass grows in your backyard. That's to me, that's how it should be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing was ever repealed. They just put a whole other bunch of layers on top of it and called it legalization. And like I said, most cannabis consumers will be like, well, you know, it costs a lot more. I got to go down to the dispensary and maybe it's not as good as what my dude has, but it's legal and I have to look over my shoulder or whatnot. And that's better than prohibition. And that's great. You know, less people will end up going to jail and whatnot. And that's, I'm all for that. But it'll never be what it could have been if the government would just said, hey, we screwed up what you said and we're going to repeal this. Now go build an industry and it would just be there's just so much potential that's going to be destroyed again by the government.
2: Well, we can bring it back. We're still alive. So what we can we can bring we can do our best to bring it back. We're still alive so that. We have people that can actually, you know, because a lot of things, people compromise. Like I said, liberty or else. Again, I'll tell you all again, liberty or else. No more compromising. Those are your rights. Take them back. They're yours. Nobody should be locking you up over a plant. Nobody. Have you harmed another human being? No. Have you harmed their property? No. Then you're not guilty.
1: Yeah. There's been so much compromise during legalization and the process of legalization And even getting to the level of where weed is as legal as alcohol, we're still so far from that, that, you know, it's, I can't be, I can't even see how it's described as a, is a win or a success when, when all is said and done, uh, cannabis will still not reach the level of legality that alcohol has. And that's just, the whole thing's ridiculous. I just, and it's frustrating as all hell, but, you know.
2: You know, Son of Jesus, think about this. You know how they have the constitutional sheriffs? When they say constitutional sheriffs, I know they're talking about guns. Um, If you're going to say constitutional sheriff, you need to go off of every single part of the Constitution, right? The the whole thing, the Ninth Amendment is basically just because a right wasn't listed doesn't mean it doesn't exist. If you have these constitutional sheriff departments, they can stop enforcing any kind of regulations, any of those laws, um, same with, you know, if your state level, you get your state level to say, yeah, we're just going to just get rid of the laws. That's it. Like repeal it. That's what it needs to be done. So like places like Texas who haven't legalized it at all yet, maybe the people who are in Texas, y'all should be fighting for it to just the law to go away in general. And I actually try to actually, I actually do play on that because I'm supposed to be able to, there's a rep, we can reelect it. He's supposed to re. um, he's supposed to introduce a bill for us. And so the bill, I'm going to make a a dominion bill, dominion over like the animals, the plants, your property, basically make a bill like that. So it covers all those things um, to where they can stop targeting people. And I'm going to use Article 1, Section 29, basically saying if it violates the Bill of Rights of Texas or the Constitution of the United States, it's null and void. So I'm going to use that when we try to use that to introduce that bill in Texas, um, cause the, the, the folks I'm working with, they're all in on it. Like they're all for it. Like as many people as we can get together to, to fight this tyranny we're in. And you know, these people, you were, you, you think about it maybe 20, 50 years ago, this maybe not be likely. So certain people have these certain allies. I think at this point in time in history, it's like a light, a windows open for people like us to actually do something and make a difference in our States and our counties and our cities. And eventually, when most states are on board, the federal government weakens.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As I said, hopefully this uh, discussion and I pushed some people in that direction. And at least got some people thinking, because that's really all you need. If you get a spark of people thinking and curious and they go look up stuff and start reading for themselves, it can, uh, it can do wonders. Uh, Donnie, it's been a great discussion. I want to make sure that people get your social media and stuff before we let you go. So where can people find you online?
2: Okay, pretty much anywhere besides um, Instagram. <laughs> um, I only have Facebook because of the communities I work with, but it's Donnie for Liberty on Facebook. It's uh, Donnie the Don here on Twitter. Um, Donnie the Don on Gab.com. I use that one as well. Um, YouTube is is actually Liberty or else. Because someone took Donnie the Don. And I'm thinking, how does someone think to use Donnie the Don? You know, when uh, YouTube started giving people the handles, who decided to take Donnie the Don? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like someone did it on purpose or something. I don't know. Yeah. But my, anyways, so I guess the easiest thing is to go to www.libertyorelse.com. That's pretty much everything on there. My sub stack's on there. My articles, my podcast. everything is on libertyorelse.com. And I am super appreciative that she did have me on um, tonight because... I was actually like super excited. Sometimes I get a little nervous because I'm just like, oh, I don't know what to expect. But like, I was just super excited to have this discussion with you. I like your profile. I like how you move. And you know, I, I've been I've been interested in having a conversation with you um about what your thoughts are, you know, because I'm looking for allies. I mean, if if Sonar diesel wants to be one of my allies, I'm gonna ask him right now <laughs> while we're on the air.
1: Absolutely. Let's do it. Whatever awesome. we can.
2: And maybe I can get you on the pod, uh, podcast sometime and you have me back on more often. That'd be cool.
1: Absolutely. We can do that. And uh, when you're up back up in this area, let me know. I will. All right. Donnie, thank you. Have a good night. And uh, we will see you next time.
2: All right. Bye. All right,
1: thank you. Donnie the Don, everyone. Go follow her on Twitter, libertyelse.com. Go check it out. And uh, the whole video, the whole interview, the video version, the scroll on the bottom has been telling you where you can find her. There you go. Now back to me. My many, many social media networks. Speaking of social media names, look at how many different names that I have. Like Instagram, see right there? Stoner Jesus Picks, P-I-X. It's stupid. Twitch is Stoner Jesus 420 Twitch. YouTube is the Stoner Jesus 420 because I lost the password for stonerjesus Jesus 420 and can never find it again or figure out how to get into the thing. Stoner Jesus TikTok is my TikTok. It's this Jesus 420 in a lot of places, though. It's very difficult being me. It's a hard thing. Okay, let's go find something uh maybe funny before the end of the show. When we get out of here, some I haven't played in a while. Something on the SoundCloud, because that's easy to get to and easy to play. Because you can't play audio files on StreamYard, which still annoys me, but it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to, uh, you know what, I want to, f- where's, uh, where's I Hate You, Standard Jesus? We got to do that. That's down here somewhere, I think. I haven't played that in a while. Where the hell is it? I could do It's Trump. Here we go. I Hate You, Standard Jesus. That's what we'll go out with. Hold on, let me share yeah, share the screen. Again, a very clunky way the streamer does this. This will we'll go out with I hate you Stoner Jesus. Thank you to Donnie. Go follow her. And of course, as the title suggests of the show, Happy Motherfucker Day. Because that's what today is. And now, if you hate me and you wish all kinds of bad things would happen to me, well Saint Peter agrees with you. And uh, here's his feelings in song form. Thanks, everybody, for watching. And as always, peace, bitches.
0: Hey there, stoner Jesus. I fucking hate your guts. I hope that you fall down a flight of stairs and crush both of your nuts. Yes, I do. Words can't express how much I hate you. It's fucking true. Hey there stoner Jesus, I hate you so much I had to write this song. I hope something horrible befalls you and that you lose your dong in a woodchipper accident. You fucking asshole piece of shit. Just die you twit. Oh, I hope it burns when you pee. Oh, I hope your eyes fall out and you can't see. Oh, I hope your anal cavity gets leaky. Oh, I want to tie your pecker to a tree. Tie your pecker to a tree. Hey there, stoner Jesus, have I told you how much I hate you? I hope that one of your limbs gets severed and the paramedics come too late to save you. At the graveyard, I'll take a poo, right where they buried you hey there stoner jesus i hope that you get hiv from a dirty street hooker so dirty she wouldn't even fuck me i hope you die i want to see the virgin mary cry next to the deathbed where you lie oh I hope it burns when you pee oh i hope your eyes fall out and you can't see Oh, if your anal cavity gets leaky, oh, I want to tie your pecker to a tree, two thousand years is much too long, you never want to pass the bong, I'll kill you myself if there's no other way, you're always making fun of me, it hurts my feelings, can't you see, and you're always saying that I'm gay jesus i can promise you that by the time that i am through your life as you know it will be done i wonder where i can get a gun hey there stoner jesus you think i sing you this in jest but i really want to punch you hard and pull your heart out through your chest yes i do Words can't describe how much i fucking hate you Oh, the things I want to do. Hey there, Jesus, fuck you, you dirty fucking Jew. Oh, I hope it burns when you pee. Oh, I hope your eyes fall out and you can't see. Oh, I hope your anal cavity gets leaky. Oh, I want to chop off your picker with a machete. Chop off your picker with a machete. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa. I fucking hate you, dude. I really do.